What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and we are back with another episode of the Shoot the Trey podcast. Welcome back to yet another Monday. It's a little late in the day. It's almost 6.30 on this Monday evening, and I apologize. Um, I've been super busy today with a ton of stuff, um, so I haven't been able to have time to record the pod. But finally, uh, I am uh, getting this Monday episode out as promised. Um, the Clippers are coming off of a two and two week, um, with wins against the Jazz, which is a really good win in Indiana and two losses against the Warriors and the Nuggets, um, two expected losses. In my opinion, I was kind of expecting to lose those two games, um, given the fact that Kawhi and PG did not play in those games. Uh, no Paul George at all this week, so we will not be talking much about him and Kawhi only played in that Utah game and the Clippers looked really, really, really good in that game. So you could be kind of encouraged when Kawhi is at least in the lineup that the offense is going to look a lot better. The defense as well, just having Kawhi out there when he's out there, um, just, you know, everything looks so like night and day um, in a good way when he's out there, but it's uh, very rare when he's out there. Um, But anyways, uh, we're going to talk about injuries in a second. I just want to give a quick uh, shameless plug uh, to the blog. Um, I finally brought the blog back. I've been kind of, I think I mentioned it every episode at the, to this point. Um, shoot the trade.com shoot dash the dash trade.com. Um, I've done three articles so far, uh, with my latest one I released, uh, yeah, it was today. It was this morning, um, about Zubots, Avisa Zubots and his defensive impact. And I put a bunch of stats in there. If you guys want to check that out, um, shout out to big zoo, a 31 and 29 game absolutely got robbed of the 30 30 game which would have been insane uh big shout out to zoo though man oh my gosh that was i was so happy for him man like i i could have cried like i I literally felt like crying i felt so happy for him but um man he's just he's been so consistent he's just been an iron man for us um for the last five years and uh, just match johnson is a blessing um to have literally called and gave him and literally just handed him to us with no regrets and i'm so happy that um you know we have him on the team still he's on one of the best contracts in the league if not the best contract in the league only making 11 million and putting up this type of production on a night-to-night basis and on top of staying healthy uh for the majority of every season has been so good he's been so valuable he's anchoring the second best defense in the league right now and Kawhi and pg have not played a lot of games together Kawhi's only played five games this season and pg's played 16 games this season and the clippers still have um the second best defensive net rating in the entire league behind the bucks so big shout out to zubas on that end and his offense too man the clippers have really been looking to go to him uh, especially in that Indiana game, really got him going, and he had the best game of his life. Um, you know, just just feeding him early in the first quarter, early in the game. So big shout out to Zoo, man. Uh, can't say enough about him. But if you guys want to check out the article or the blog that I made, uh, shootthetrade.com. Um, it's my recent article, so you'll see it right there on the homepage. Um, and I also wrote an article about John Wall um, and his early start to his Clipper career. So big shout out to John Wall. Um, and he actually liked my, uh, my post, my tweet, um, uh, with the link. So I'm not sure if he read it. Um, 
there's uh, some stats that were positive, some stats that were negative, and you know, I just I don't hate the guy. I actually I really love John Wall. Um, I really do like him, but I was just from what I'm seeing, um, you know, if if I'm gonna you know bring up a stat that maybe isn't in his favor, I'm gonna bring it up. Um, you know, I just kind of wanna I don't want to like get too get too one sided on you know. Oh, I love John Wall. Oh, I don't. I don't like John Wall. It's been really up and down for him. But um, when the highs are really high, he's great. But when the the lows are really really low, um, and it's just unplayably low. But we're gonna talk about that in a second. But yeah, I just kind of want to shamelessly plug the blog. Um, I'll probably do that at least one once every episode. So I apologize about that. But all right, let's get right into it. Um, we're gonna talk about uh this tweet that I saw on Twitter. I'm not entirely sure what the account was, so I apologize. But the Clippers have a negative 17 net rating at second quarters. Um, and the eye test supports that. They've been so bad in second quarters all year. The worst in the league in the second quarter. Um, and they're just, they're, they're not good in second quarters, man. I just, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint it. Um, if it's like the small ball stuff, if the small ball stuff gets kind of featured. Um, you know, Zoo plays a little bit in that first quarter. Um, and then the small ball comes in. Um, that can kind of tank the net rating, but Norm, the, the three guard lineup of Reggie, Norm, and John, I feel like has played a lot in the second quarter of the season. So that's probably a big reason why, um, they're so, the net rating is so low for them, um, in second quarters. Cause they play a good bulk of minutes together. If I had to guess, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the three guard lineup of uh, Reggie, Norm, and, uh, John have played a lot, um, uh, this season. And it could be a big contributing factor to the fact they have a negative 17 net rating because they're so uh, bleh defensively. Um, let me actually bring up the stats for that. Actually, I'm actually kind of curious. Um, go to, shout out to Cleaning the Glass. If you guys don't have a Cleaning the Glass membership and you have $5 to spare, $5 a month for these really good stats that I've been using in my article, big shout out to Cleaning the Glass. Um, they've been uh, really, really... Uh, helpful and i've actually kind of just looked at stats every day like every time the clippers play the next game or the next morning i'll be literally looking for uh what you recall i'll be looking for their uh, game logs and their lineup data and stuff all right on the court uh let's see who are we doing john wall uh norman powell reggie jackson and we're going to do defense. Here, let's do this. I'm assuming their defensive stuff is just not good. Yeah, their defensive stuff, even just their offensive stuff too. Uh, let me read all these stats to you guys. So per cleaning the glass, when John Wall, Norman Powell, and Reggie Jackson are on the lineup, they have a negative 29.8 uh, point differential, zero with percentile. Um, these guys have only played 96 possessions together? Is that right? I don't know if that's right, but, um, yeah, apparently that's a really, really small sample size too. Um, I'm not entirely sure if that's right. I feel like these guys have played a lot more together, but I guess not. Anyways, um, defensively. Uh, I mean, we'll still read off these stats anyways. Um, but I mean, this could be the, this definitely could be a reason why, um, they're, uh, really bad in second quarters. 
96 possessions together. Um, defensively, they're 7th percentile in points per possession. Uh, points per 100 possessions, sorry. Um, at 120.4. Or, uh, uh, sorry, sorry. They're allowing 120 points per 100 possessions with the 7th percentile in the league. Um, they're turning teams over... Um, 11% of the time, which is third percentile. Um, and when they're, those three are on the floor, opponents are getting an offensive rebound 30.4% of the time, which is a 14 in the 14th percentile. And they're in the 12th percentile on effective and opponent effective field goal percentage. So they're, de- they're, all, they're just, those, those three guys playing together are really, really bad. Um, but I did not think it would be 96 possessions. I'm not going to lie to you. Anyways, um, it's cool to kind of pull that up really quick. Uh, I just kind of wanted to do that because um, I'm assuming this was kind of contributing to the really bad uh, second quarter numbers, but uh, I would have to look at more uh, lineup data from that uh, to get a full, like, firm grasp on that. But anyways, let's get into some injury talk. Um, no PG, no Luke all week. Kawhi only played that first game against the Jazz. Um, and in that Jazz game, the, the Clippers offense was so good in that game. Um, it was really, it was really a joy to see. Um, let's go to the, the game log here. Um, uh, in that Utah game, um, in that Utah game, the Clippers, uh, scored 121 points per, uh, 100 possessions, 78th percentile. They had, um, they held the Jazz to, uh, they turned them over a ton, um, and they got on in transition. They uh, tur- the Jazz turned the ball over seventeen point three percent of their possessions, seventy fourth percentile for the Clippers. There, um, the Clippers played a really solid game. The offense just looks so much better uh, with Kawhi back out there. I mean, given he's on a minutes restriction, but imagine just imagine Kawhi, you know, the offense being this good for you know thirty two minutes instead of you know. 24 minutes that could be a real big difference in the game and on top of that you know having paul george out there if he's ever going to get healthy really if any of them are going to get healthy it's just it's always just like they're like playing tag on like who's healthy it's like Kawhi's healthy oh uh paul george Kawhi tags pg oh you're now you're hurt oh and then they're playing tag back and forth it's so frustrating and it's been the same shit the past four years, this is year. It's crazy to say that this is year four, the Kawhi and PG era, um, and Kawhi's missed an entire season with a freak injury. Um, Paul George last season suffered a baseball injury. Like I don't think people understand how crazy that is. The fact that Paul George suffered a UC a torn UCL that held him out for a long time. Um, a UCL is what a baseball pitcher hurts and you like get surgery on or whatever. Uh, I believe PG didn't get surgery. I think he just yeah he did not get surgery. Um, I don't know. It's just some really, really weird injuries these, these cl- the Clippers have suffered. More specifically, Paul George. Um, right now he's dealing with a hamstring tendon. I've never heard of a hamstring tendon. I thought the hamstring was a muscle. Uh, I don't know if there's more part. I'm not a doctor by any means. Um, uh, but I thought I did not know there was a tendon in the hamstring. I don't. I have no idea. Uh, I had no idea that was a thing, but apparently it is. Um, but yeah, Paul George last season towards UCL, which is really weird. I never understood that. Um, it just kind of goes to show how unlucky the Clippers are. And the fact that, they, you know, ever since like Lob City days, never been able to stay healthy. 
um, timely injuries in the playoffs. I mean, Blake Griffin, toe, Chris Paul, you know, all of his hand, whatever you want to point out. Blake Griffin met multiple knee injuries. Um, you know, Chris Paul broke his hand in that Portland series. Blake Griffin hurt his uh, leg in that uh, Portland series as well. I think they, I'm pretty sure they both hurt it in uh, the same game too. If it was either game three or game four um, in Portland, I can't remember. But, and then Blake Griffin in that Jazz series hurt his toe. Uh, it's just been a, a complete shit show of injuries. And then now Clippers are well on their way to a conference finals. And maybe, in my opinion, the Clippers would have won the finals if uh, Kawhi did not go down. Uh, Paul George was having a otherworldly playoff run when he was uh, when he was by himself. And he was playing really, he was being a perfect second star uh, when Kawhi was there. When we were in that Dallas series and that, uh, the Jazz series as well, Paul George was the perfect second option. He was cooking um, and Kawhi was on an absolute another, and he was on a whole nother level Um and that Dallas series carried over to the Utah series. The Clippers, by game four, had these motherfuckers figured out. The Clippers were going to win uh, regardless of, you know, obviously the Clippers beat the Jazz in six. But game four, the Clippers were absolutely shitting on the Jazz um, in that first half. And then Kawhi went down. The Clippers were still able to hold on. And then Paul George goes into game uh, five in Utah, has a crazy performance. I think that was his 41 point, 41 and 16 game. And then game five against Phoenix, Paul George had like 37 and like 14 or something. I can't remember the exact numbers, but uh, he had, Paul George had some really good performances in that playoff run. But it just sucks because all these performances go to waste because no one's ever healthy. And it's just been like this since forever. And it's so annoying. It's so frustrating. I just don't, I just don't know like what we have to do to the basketball gods to get one healthy season. But, you know, it is what it is. You can't really... I try not to get mad at things I can't control. But it is what it is, man. Uh, I'm going to end the rant there. It's just so frustrating. But um, at some point, man, it's like... I don't know. Play it when, once put... Like, when push comes to sub, man, you got to go out there and just play, no matter, like, through the pain. Uh, I mean, we're year four in the Kawhi and PG era. Um, and these guys aren't getting any older or younger. They're not getting any younger. Um... Contracts aren't extending. Um, it's just at some point, like we gotta, we gotta make a push at this thing. Uh, if you're a little banged up, like fuck your feelings, man. You gotta, you gotta go out there and hoop. Like you, you just gotta go out and hoop, man. Um, but I'll end the rant there. I'm just, it's just frustrating, and it's kind of cool. It's not cool to see. It's a, uh, it's it's crazy to see how. You know, year one, uh, 1920, where, you know, Kawhi was low managing or, like, someone was hurt. We weren't, fans weren't as frustrated. Um, we were pretty lenient about, you know, oh, we want to do this in the long run. Like, wait for the long run. We want to see, you know, we want these guys to be healthy come April. Since same thing, 2020, 2021, 21, 22. Now the same shit is going on in 22, 23. And it, people, are, my, myself included, which is crazy for me to say, are getting fed up with this shit, bro. Like, I've kind of come to realize that these guys are not even are not going to eclipse like fifty games. Uh, it, that's even generous. I don't even think either of them are going to play forty games. To be honest with you, um, maybe we'll see them play ten games together, and that's just not enough. If you're going to be, if you're, if you have championship aspirations, and in this day and age, like playing, you know, ten to fifteen games together. 
and 40 games is just not enough. Um, especially when these guys are like on the older tier of superstars. If I, uh, off the top of my head, like their age, I think Kawhi is 31, Paul George 32. I mean, these guys are going to be 32, 33, 33, 34 at a blink of an eye, man. Like, we're running out of time. The championship window is closing. And if we're still, you know, these guys have not shown the ability to stay healthy over a long stretch of time. Like, how many... I'm actually genuinely curious. I'm going to actually look up the stat. How many... Like, what's the most amount of games Kawhi and PG have played together in a row? Like, I'm genuinely, like, curious um, to see. Um, I'd, I'd be shocked if it's in double digits. I really would be. Or... And if I'd be shocked if it was, like, 15 in a row. Like, I genuinely, like, want to see. And I want to see, like, the record in that stretch. But I feel like it's been forever ago. Um... And it sucks because we just get so screwed out. We get so screwed out of every single opportunity. It's so annoying. People like myself, fans like myself, the optimistic fans that were optimistic about this shit a few years ago, like myself, we're just getting fed up with all this shit, bro. Like all this, uh, this, this injury bullshit. It's so unlucky. It's just the timing sucks, and we just we just want to win a championship, man. Like that's all we want, and that's all you want at the end of the day. But I'm actually gonna end the rant there now. We're gonna move on. Uh, let's talk about John Wall a little bit. Um, an up and down week for him. Uh, I would say mostly good, um, in my opinion. Um, I think uh, in that Indiana game, he was really, really good um, in the half court. Um, I really, really nagged on his half court decision making. Um, in my article, I wrote about him. Um, and the numbers backed it up. His uh, half court decision making hasn't been good. It's It's been good at times. But his decision making as a whole has been kind of up and down and all over the place. But in that Indiana game was really really good in the half court he just really patient and composed and finding the open guy had a ton of looks to norman powell um but i thought john wall had a really good week um this week um i think it was because of my art i'm just kidding it was not because of my article uh he's a really good basketball player um has some uh great experience of being you know that guy and you know i think i've kind of come to decide that with time i think you know john's only going to get better and better because you got to kind of take into context that he's only play, he hasn't played in like two years um and he's back to having the ball in his hands a ton uh, which i don't exactly agree with all the time but when he's like when he's like making the right decisions he's really really good but that is a big if but like i said up and down for him but uh this past week i thought it was really really good um and if you guys want to check out more of those numbers uh check out the blog uh, i wrote about him a little bit uh shameless plug um, Kawhi tweaked his ankle. I've already talked about that. Um, he's going to miss the game tomorrow against Portland, um, along with Luke, PG, John Wall is not going to play in that game either, which is kind of confusing. I thought they would play him in this Portland game because this is more winnable, but, uh, Utah is that second night of a back-to-back, but they are kind of slipping a little bit. Uh, they kind of come back down to earth. I think they're 12 and 10 now. They're like eighth in the West now, but when the Clippers beat him, they were first in the West. So, um, big win for them, but yeah, uh, maybe the Clippers can come in and steal one in Utah. It would be kind of nice. Um, the father of the Jazz, Terrence Mann, or the owner and the father of the Jazz, Terrence Mann, uh, will be probably starting that game um, with uh, no PG Kawhi. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, but um, turnovers this week continue to be an issue. Um, it's been like that the entire season. Um and it's annoying. Like, the Clippers turn it over way too much. Um, 
Let me actually see. What's the Clippers turnover percentage this season? It's got to be really, really bad. Clippers, Clippers. Uh-huh. Uh, the Clippers are... They're only turning the ball over 20, uh, 16.5% of their offensive possessions, um, which is 27th percentile. Um, it feels like they're turning the ball over a lot more. Oh, if I got to... Let me try advanced stats. Uh, teams. Um... The Clippers are 25th in the league in turnovers per game at 16.2. Um, I think I actually, I actually tweeted, yeah, I tweeted about this actually um, a little while back. Um, the only teams that are behind them um, are the Magic, the Spurs, Rockets, Warriors, and the Wolves. Um, some younger teams there, the Magic and the Rockets. You just don't want to be in that company um, with all those the, there's a few young teams in there that are supposed to make mistakes because they're rebuilding teams these guys are going to make mistakes all those young guys you don't want to be in that company with turnovers and you, live ball turnovers have killed the clippers all year um it's no good um and teams are getting out in transition getting easy layups um it's like it's it's not good let's talk about zoo's incredible game 31 points 29 rebounds three blocks he's just legendary man i just I like I was so happy for him, man. I I had no idea what to say, um, other than the fact that I was so happy that I watched the masterclass. And he, he gave people seventy nine fantasy points. That's crazy. That's wild. And excuse me. Fortunately, he fouled out. Um, honestly, in my opinion, he should have let T.J. McConnell just go for the layup. Um, he could have had thirty for thirty. He he could have had thirty and thirty, but just. Watching the watching on my uh, monitor, man, and every single time he got a post touch, the crowd was roaring. You can hear it, you can feel it, and every single time he got a rebound, the crowd was going crazy. It was just really cool to see the whole crowd, the whole team behind Zubots. Um, feels like he's gotten. A, I feel like from the fan base, he's gotten a ton of hate um, in the past. For you know, uh, at times he's had really bad hands. Um, you know, he's just he's. Not as flashy as like the you know the top tier centers, but he gets it done. He gets it done every night, man. You gotta appreciate that. And on top of that, he plays, man. He's an Iron Man. He never misses any games. Um, you just gotta respect him. Uh, you gotta respect. You know, you can't take him for granted, man. Especially since he's out there for so long, or he's out there. He's getting a lot of minutes too, man. It's so nice to see. It's super refreshing that Ty is actually playing him. Um, and, you know, it's it's been great. Um, I'm gonna introduce a new segment. Uh, I'm going to give my player of the week and it's going to be Zubots for this week just for that game. Um, I want to give an honorable net mention to Norman Powell though. He's really coming to his own off the bench. He's been uh, huge in some of these Clipper wins. Norman averaged 19 points per game of 46-46 splits. So big shout out to Norman. Um, you know, it's it's good to see that he's back. It's really good to see that he's back um, after a terrible, he was just so bad to start. Um, you just kind of knew he would come around eventually um, early in the season and trying to find his role and he's definitely found it um, he's getting back up to those Norman Powell numbers you know like 19 points on like you know anywhere between 12 to 15 shots um, he's getting his own on offense um, and John Wall is helping him oh voice crack excuse me John Wall is really helping set him up too which has been really nice to see but 
yeah man i think that's gonna about wrap it up i really appreciate you guys for tuning in um i apologize it's so late in the day um but i really do appreciate you guys for listening if you guys want to follow me on twitter it is at trey lac underscore we are almost at a thousand followers i'm at 948 right now so make sure you guys hit that follow button getting up get me up to a thousand check out the blog shoot the trade.com i really appreciate it um like always thank you guys for the support um if you have any feedback please let me know i really really do appreciate it and yeah i will see you guys in the next one peace